right, cool. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jason. I'm joined this week by both Kevin and Michael. Michael, it sounded like you were about to ask a question before I rudely interrupted you with my intro. What's up? Oh, I was going to ask Kevin about his monkey herpes, but then you you decided no cold open this week. (laughs) Well, I I felt like I missed the opportunity for the cold open by the... Oh, kayfabe, baby. We'll just recreate it. I I don't think you could recreate recreate the uh ooh-ah-ah that he hit after that. (laughs) (laughs) I I just thought it just went went too far, but... um, You got that conky dong dong. (laughs) But uh, yeah, hey, we're here this week. We're on time uh, with our episode, so we're not a lot to talk about. So we just recorded on Thursday, but we have a few things that we're going to go over today, but maybe we'll wrap it up a little bit quicker than normal. My name is Jason. Again, I'm joined this week by Kevin and Michael. You can join the conversation with us by hitting us up on our Twitter, at LiveYourGimmick. That's the at symbol, like, and then L-I-V, like Liv Morgan, and then Y-O-U-R-G-I-M-M-I-C-K. And then it's like M, and then an O, and then a U, and then a, a S, and then an E. And then none and then, of that is actually in there. It's just the live your game part and of it. And then, and then you we go to a house show, and then you don't sell it. <laughs> I was going to bring that up, too. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Um, well, you know, I guess we could go ahead and just start on start on that subject. So Natty actually tweeted something out. She said, I'm, I'm breaking storyline here, but I actually, like, thanked her that didn't look like she said thank you no and also why would she no sell the move then well she sold the move and then got the pin but then it was after the pin she got up and was like but she austin aries that shit she fucking rolled out of the ring like like it was nothing afterwards yeah i guess it was it was weird it really was weird i mean that that was it was especially for natty like natty is always like that consummate professional you know what I mean? Like that's not something mm-hmm. that she would normally, normally do. And I yeah. wish I wish I remember that somebody like the first comment on that too was so funny about it was something about young stars and her being like th- this guy that's like fucking rambled that obviously it was obviously a troll or something talking about like he called Natty like Brett's daughter and like, like what the fuck are you talking about right yeah, now? Man. Oh God, it was hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it just—I don't know. It, it is weird. I, I maybe Natty was upset. I don't. I don't know. I, I guess I just don't get it. I don't get where she'd be coming from, or, or where that, where that would be from. And and that wasn't the only stupid thing that happened in wrestling news this week. Uh, oh. Did you guys see? The uh, was it Jordan Grace? Is that how you say her name? Jordan Grace from Impact Wrestling. Yeah, you're talking about you, you. You mentioned this in our group she, chat. She, I know she, what you're talking about. Yeah. She's the Knockouts Champion, right? She is the Knockouts Champion. She's also somebody that Jamar follows on tw- on uh, Instagram because he loves her Instagram. <laughs> I, I remember. Never mind. I remember. You know who now. she is now. Okay. Yeah, I remember. I remember we were playing Apex and you told Jamar about. It. He was like, "Oh my." <laughs> yeah, she went through like a bit of a body transformation. Like, so she's like um, Patricia Parker. Like, she's she lost a lot of weight, but she what she does is, but she's also more of a bodybuilder. So she's real thick, like um, you know, real strong, especially like upper body, lower body. She, but she kind of got a lot of a buzz going on Instagram and Twitter because she started 
posting images and videos of her working out in like basically string bikini. So she'd be like doing squats and stuff like that, just in a in like in a, in a thong bikini or something like that. And you know, so it caught it caught the attention of a lot of people. And I think she even has an OnlyFans and stuff like that. But she made some comments this this past week about Crispin Waugh. Um, basically, the gist of what she was saying is that she didn't think that Chris Benoit would be able to hang with most of the wrestlers today because he wouldn't be able to remember the match. Like, basically insinuating his head trauma would, like, make it so that he wouldn't be able to, like, remember things, like spots and stuff like that. And also said that, you know... Ah, man, I... Did she say something about David, but his son? uh, No, no, but she... So she kind of got a bit of a redemption story in there. Um, let me see if I can find what she, what she tweeted out. Oh, here we go. Comments. Wait, so who'd she say this about again? Chris Benoit. Oh, okay. so, so somebody had something like somebody had said something. Um, it's always wild listening to wrestlers discuss Chris Benoit in a professional context. Cause they always be sure to note that they aren't excusing what happened before praising his in ring stuff for 10 minutes, except new Jack. So that was weird, but anyway. So she she said this is this is <laughs> going to be a cold. T- she said this is going to be the coldest take I ever tweet on this app. I already know y'all going to be mad. I don't think Benoit could a hundred percent hang with most of the present day wrestlers. He would not be able to remember matches. Also, may he burn in hell. Amen. Yeah. And then she said, maybe I'm biased because he murdered his family. IDK. IDK Probably just me. I think we should all hate him and disregard his entire body of work. But again, that's just my take. I always found it revolting to see people praise his wrestling after what he did. So that that's kind of the, the, the gist of what she said. Now, a lot of people, including Chavo Guerrero, Chris Jericho, um, even David Benoit, I think took some issue with it because I think he has a bit of, like he knows her. And Conan recently said something about it too. Conan, his his tweet about it was actually pretty professional, and she, he just basically said, "Look, like I, she said some stupid stuff before, but you know, Chris would one hundred percent be able to hang. Like I've been in the locker room with these guys. I've been in the locker room with him. He said ninety percent of the wrestlers now probably couldn't even hang with him. I mean, that's how good he was, right?" Um, so she then now a hundred percent credit to her for taking ownership and turning a negative into a positive. She came out with a comment just, I think today or yesterday, she said last week I made an irresponsible and unnecessarily tweet, regardless of how many personal emotions influence my opinion, I should have recognized the impact my words have on friends and family close to the situation. I was completely thought thoughtless in that regard. Since reflecting this past week, I've reached out privately to friends and family who are angered and hurt. Among those were David Benoit, Chavo Guerrero, Chris Jericho, who are supporting me in the decision to partner and fundraise with the Concussion Legacy Foundation and pledged $5,000 to the overall campaign uh, to a goal of 20000 And she is acutely aware the damage has been done and uh, she would never intentionally add on to suffering of those who are dealing with the traumatic event. And then she said she was sorry for insensitive insensitivity and stuff like that. So I do give her credit for taking some ownership of that, but still, I mean, it just, I don't know. I like sometimes people just need to not use Twitter. 
Yeah, I, I just I'm like, why, why, what mayor just like bring this up? You know, what I mean, like, I understand having your feelings and stuff about the situation. Yeah, well, um, I think she was responding to that other tweet that I read. That yeah. you know, I mean, it sounded like it was in response to that, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what what brought it on. But sorry, go ahead. So, I. I think that just everything in this whole regard is being taken way too, I don't know, over the top. Like everyone has their opinions about things and their feelings about things. And I, I feel like, well, yes, it probably did upset some, some people cause she was a little, she was a little harsh, but at the same time, given what he did, it's, it's, it's fair. You can't just be like, Oh, how dare you say these bad things about someone? Yeah he was fucked up he had a lot of head injuries that caused what happened uh it's not like he was a malicious person he kind of i mean we saw the dark side of the ring episode he kind of had this downward spiral that led to it but at the same time for everyone to fucking throw a hissy fit about it like it's her opinion she's allowed to have it and yeah she put it on a public forum and that opens it up to discussion if she didn't want people to comment on it and you know address her over it then that's on her for not thinking that far ahead for posting on a public forum. But either way, like who gives a fuck? Yeah. A lot of us hold a special place in our heart for what he did in the ring and everything that he did accomplish. And yes, what happened was absolutely fucking terrible. And some people can overlook that. Some can't, but in the day it was fucking however many years ago and we're still fucking talking about it and arguing about it. Yeah. I, I think more of the issue had to do with just the the insinuation that his concussion issues would have caused him to not be able, would have degraded him so bad that he can't, he wouldn't be able to hang or something like that. Because you know, well, Chris, I mean, Chris wasn't, Chris wouldn't even be that old at this point. Like he would be maybe in his fifties at this point. Right, but with Kevin? how hard he went, could I don't would he be in the shape that he was fifteen years ago or however long it's been, twenty years ago probably. Like would he be at that same, you know Yeah, like, I just Yeah, I don't I don't see him being like because he's I, I would assume he's like kind of Jericho's age. Yeah. Or he would have been yeah, Jericho's been age. I thought he was older than Jericho. He might yeah, he might be a little older. But yeah, I there's no way I agree with Mike. There's no way like I think, you know, he, he, to me, he was more on the, uh, let's say, you know, none of this happens. He was more on the spiral of, like, how Kurt Angle's career ended. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I was going to say Kurt Angle and Mick Foley are perfect examples. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they're, like, those guys, you know, could probably, like, if, if, if they did not do the things to their bodies that they did, like, I could see them still doing a match here or there but mm-hmm. it's probably very similar to that yeah because they're not they're not i mean you know what i mean like mick's not an old it, guy it, at all no i mean it, like i said perfect examples people yeah. like aj styles mid 40s yeah you know what i mean like jericho 51 52 like like still you know doing it night in and night out especially aj styles you know what i mean like AJ Styles is like he's still like twenty seven years old, you know what I mean? So, I I think it would have been more like that. It'd been like that kind of like downward spiral of like, okay, 
yeah, he 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 would have ended in that fashion. I don't I don't think he could still be doing unless she meant like you know if he was like in his prime or something. Or I mean, if we're talking prime versus prime, oh, one hundred percent he could hang. But I have to assume she was talking that if he was around with how bad his concussions and stuff had gotten she's probably right he probably would be in pretty rough shape yeah more than likely i mean especially if he never took the time to get healthy you know what i mean to yeah, like do it, things to to help you know testing and different things like that to to help you know heal his brain and stuff like that like had he not you know yeah i mean more than likely that 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 is that is the case but I don't know, man. It's 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 tough to say, but I mean, at least like I said, she she turned it into a positive, you know, and and helped a good cause, and you know, maybe shed some light on it, and also you know, partnered with his son to try to make things right. And I I got to give her some credit for the way that she handled it in the post term. Oh, a, a thousand percent. And like, I'm not this saying is how things it was even should happen. Yeah, and and I and I tend to agree with you. Like I feel like maybe people did blow it out of proportion. You know, especially, but the people that came to his defense were people that were close friends of his. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I, I but that, but at the same time, like I, I get that these people were close to him, but they have those blinders on where they just they see their friend, their father, their family member, what have you. They don't see it from the outside. Which, yeah, it's. It, I love that they were. They can look past it and they can forgive him for what happened, and they can still love him. That is absolutely fantastic for them. But at the same time, to just be like, well, because I did and I'm close to him, everyone should overlook it. I mean, that's that's just that's just a, a level of like ignorance is bliss that I feel like you, you, you kind of have to understand isn't going to happen. I can't say I disagree. Kevin, anything to add to that? No, I mean, it pretty much sums it up there. So not to be outdone in controversy, Vince McMahon decided to up his game. He, <laughs> he, he saw one allegation and raised to another four on top of that. Um, so a new report came out. Wall Street one type ahead to another. <laughs> Think about this. Vincent Kennedy McMahon has paid more money for blowjobs than he did to buy WCW. Like, oh, put like that in times, perspective. Times, times four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, times four. I'm he's he's sure. paid for WCW like 30 times at this point. <laughs> yeah. But you know I mean, what? Hey. That's, that's got to feel great for, I mean, I mean, probably not great for those girls because, you know, what they went through. But at least they can look at themselves and be like, you know what? My, my head game is better than fucking an entire wrestling company that almost took down Vince's. Yeah. Yeah, so... Man, I I don't know. So the Wall Street Journal reported now that there's been four, twelve million dollars paid to four women, uh, to to be quiet about sexual sexual misconduct allegations. So, um, yeah. So apparently there was a former female wrestler who he had coercive sexual relationship and who allegedly uh, was not bracked brought back to WWE after like she no longer basically yeah, contract went with it. Was well, she was she yeah. was released in 2005 and that's where everybody went through and uh tried to figure out who it was. Yeah. So they, they so because some, I was trying to figure out in yeah. my head I'm like I have a clue. So somebody posted everybody that was released in 2005 and like for some reason Jackie Guida's name was on there twice. <laughs> she must have been released twice, I guess. She was released know. twice. Okay. All right. Um, 
So the speculations were like Christy Hemi, um, Amy Weber, uh, uh, trying to think who else. Now there were some people like who I don't even left remember who most of those people are. Year, I remember Christy like, Hemi. Well, like, oh, I remember Christy I Hemi. Some people yeah. said that she went to Impact she, though too. Yeah, yeah, she went to Impact and did interviews for a while. Yeah, so the yeah, so the the big two that I heard were Christy Hemi and Amy Weber. I, do you guys remember Amy Weber? No. The infamous no. Amy Weber. So she so she was she the, one the part of face? the no, no, so that was Jillian uh, Hall. That was Jillian. That's it, yeah. But so a, Amy Weber was the original member of the cabinet. Remember the cabinet with JBL and uh, Oh, Jordan before and the oh, Bat- before Bat- Jillian Brothers? Hall. Okay. Yeah, so Amy Weber was also the one whose suitcase Randy Orton took a shit in. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So her leaving so had the, more, from what I understand, had the, more to do with that, though. It, yeah. So, I don't know. That's 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 weird. Like, because I'm trying to think yes. of, like, because when I, when I tried to think back, I tried to think that's of, sweet. like, former women's wrestlers that, like, left and never worked again. Because you think about it. You know, let's say Christy Hemi. One, she posed for Playboy, so she was getting money from there. But if she got a $7.5 million payout, she wouldn't have needed to go work for Impact. She could have done whatever she wanted at that point in time. You know what I mean? Well, so also on the flip side of that, what if the problem was she really wanted to be a part of the wrestling business, like if she was passionate about it? And that obviously would put a pretty negative spin on things if you, you know are coerced into giving your boss a blowjob and then he he decides to fire you essentially um but you still want to be a part of the business because i feel like she she had a lot of things happen while she was in impacts i remember i can't remember it was but i thought there was somewhere because that was right around the beginning of like social media and stuff like getting big where she was like not very happy with the the industry but she still wanted to be a part of it or something so that would kind okay. of make sense. So here, so here were the, the four female wrestlers that were released in 2005. Um, so Amy Weber was not on that list. It was Chrissy Hemi, Molly Holly, Jackie Gaida, and Don Murray. So it was supposedly one of those four. I don't think it was Molly Holly. Um, yeah, because she, 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 she's been either. back since. Yeah. yeah. Don Marie's been back since though too. She she won the twenty four seven title not that long ago, but that doesn't mean it wasn't Don Marie because she never she went and had a baby after leaving WWE. But yeah, she I feel like she left because she was pregnant well, she, and never well, came she, back. Well, yeah, well she so she appeared in June in two thousand five at the one night stand, and she was pregnant then. Yeah, she was maybe like a few months pregnant. That that's why. She did not have so there was an altercation at the end near the end of the night with um Beulah and Francine, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be with um Beulah and Don Marie, but they found out Don Marie was pregnant, so that's where Francine came into the mix, yeah, yeah. Um, so do you think Don Marie was carrying Vince's love child? Is that why oh she got saved 7.5? Just playing, no, it, 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 it was out, it was Al Wilson, we all know that. No, okay. Um, I, I think you, it was Chris. You, you, you remember that storyline? Yeah, Wilson's dad? yeah, Tori Wilson's dad. 
Yeah. I mean, it could have been Christy Hemi, I guess. I, I mean, I, I started to think, like, okay, Stacy Keebler never came back, and she never she never worked in wrestling again. But Did she came back first. Didn't they induct her in the Hall of Fame or something? No, she came so. back. She, I think she inducted. I think she. I think she inducted Tori Wilson. Oh, that's, that's right. Was. I was okay. like, she was okay. back for something. So yeah. I remember her coming back, and I was okay. like, whoa! I don't even recognize her. Like, cause she does like fitness shit now. Yeah, I mean, she she had like a relationship with George Clooney after leaving WWE mm-hmm. and became basically famous on her own. But yeah, so I don't think it was her. I I, yeah. I really think it was Christy Hemi. If, assuming it's anybody on that list. Um, or the yeah, person that Kevin brought up because she was basically never heard from again. Yeah. Who? What was her name again? Well, Amy Weber, but they said uh, that she wasn't. So the four that I read were the only ones females that were released in two thousand five. Yeah. And that's supposed. That's supposedly what it was. It was somebody who was released in two thousand five. Yeah, and and th- in this case, they decided not to renew her contract, so it's not like they outright released her. They just didn't renew the contract. But yeah. I don't know. You know, it's hard to say because if it's a non-disclosure, how are they reporting that it was sexual misconduct? Because it's not like it's not like WWE's attorneys are going to write in this non-disclosure. Like you cannot disclose how he sexually assaulted you. You know what I mean? Like how is it sexual misconduct or coercing, how do you find that out if it's a non-disclosure? Because she'd be breaking that non-disclosure if she reported that. You know what I mean? Well, here's the thing, though. So, I, I'm still under the impression that the New York Times or whoever it is is getting this from someone from the board. They're not getting this from the women. Yeah, maybe. But then, and the non-disclosure agreement was in 2018, so she left in 2005, and the agreement was in 2018. So I, I mean, it know. could have just been a long legal process. So I, I guess, I guess more so after this. Well, if it, but again, if it was a legal process, somebody would have heard about it before now. If it was a, if it was a court, if it was something that was taken, like let's say they sued him for money, that would have been there would have been a, a news story that said somebody Not necessarily if, if she went and contacted a lawyer and that lawyer contacted Vince and Vince's lawyer directly and it never made it to the courts and they were just working out the, you know, paperwork and like what the agreement was going to be, then that's a whole different scenario. It would never, otherwise we would have heard of all these supposed like, you know, NDAs way sooner because they all would have been through the courts. Oh yeah, because if it goes through the court, I mean that's that's public record. That's, yeah, gonna, that's so you're like, going to hear that right away. But it could still take you know time for them to come to an agreement because it may have been something where they you know went back and forth for years, but it was more so over a, a certain amount. Like oh, I won't you know tell everybody what you did for you know this much, and he's like oh, I'll give you this much, and you know just negotiations and and stuff until finally they came to to terms. Yeah, uh, um, but realistically, like this would all still be in Vince's legal records for his attorney who also is WWE's attorney. So uh, in theory, the board would have a way of, of, you know, getting a hold of that during the investigation. I love this one. So in addition, McMahon allegedly sent unsolicited naked photos of himself to a WWE contractor and sexually harassed her on the job, leading to it about a $1 million non-disclosure settlement in 2008. <laughs> like, Hey, oh my God. hey check, check this out <laughs> i just want to point out two things about this one 
2008 means that he had like a first gen iPhone that he was taking <laughs> fucking dick pics with. <laughs> Plus, he was still rocking a flip phone. The pixels. And yeah, two, imagine the pixels on that. <laughs> two, I mean, if Vince wants to send me some dick pics for a million bucks, fuck. I'll take I'll, it. I'll, I'll fucking, I'll send him my number now. Right. Um, and then in 2006, a <laughs> former me, WWE. Send me five. Huh? <laughs> send so me five. five. In 2006, uh, a former WWE manager was paid $1 million to say silent about McMahon initiating a sexual relationship with her. So, manager in 2000, like that, but that was the agreement was reached in 2006. So, who knows how, how that happened? But so wait, they had a consensual relationship, or he just reached out and was trying to, and then he had to pay he, her off. So, she he initiated, yeah, he initiated a relationship with her. Okay. So that means. So that... It sounds like the new three women in this are, are all three ones that he tried to get get some and or coerced into getting some versus the first one that we we discovered or heard about was uh, like an actual relationship. He right. Had. Yeah. So is this, is this all just a much bigger thing now, just because of them being a publicly traded company and like the the is it. You know that he used company money, not his own money type that, thing. That's what the board. I mean, he, at his face, I'm sure he's been doing this for years. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's probably been doing this since since fucking the 80s, I imagine. And and that's what that's what the board that's that's what the board is investigating is if he used company money because it's it's a big deal if he used company money. If he used his own money to to pay off whatever, then honestly, he didn't do anything wrong. Like even Chris Jericho did an interview. Well, about it and chimed in and he this was before he knew about the the latest allegations but he even said i was like he didn't do anything illegal like he just it might have been immoral so you're gonna have people that have problems with the morality of the issue but it's not it's not illegal now it's not illegal but it also depends on company policies because a lot of companies have you know policies in place where it's like oh if you're in power you can't sleep with someone who's you know you're you're lesser. They well, have to considering be that, that Stephanie McMahon is married to a performer, a former performer, well, I would have when, to when, say... that, when that happened, they, she wasn't someone in power. Yes, yeah, she was. She was still. So you're telling me back in, in the 90s, she was in a position she, of power she was, working, she was his boss. She was working into positions of power, yes. Like, she kind of dabbled working in everything. Into or she was there? Or she, she, had she, the she dabbled in everything. Like, she was... She was in different different roles in the company at the time, but there had to been a point in time where there was some crossover there. Or even while they were together, like even when they were together or even married, there was still a point in time where she was still his boss. So you can't really well, yeah, necessarily but, say, but, but even though a lot but, of places will also have it where if you're in a pre-existing relationship before that person gets into that power, that's a different scenario than you pursuing yeah, someone you're yeah. above them. I don't know. There, I, I'd say there's so many different relationships that go in and out of WWE. I doubt they have a whole lot of policies on it, especially oh, if, Stephanie, if Vince is Stephanie, doing Stephanie stuff. banged a macho man back in 94 anyway. You guys heard that story, right? I yeah. mean, we've heard it, but I don't think it's true. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, mean I feel like depending on how old she was, Good, well, good for well, what, what, what everybody always said was, oh, she was 14 at the time. But, like, she was at, like, they said, like, the timeline of it, like, she actually was 18 when it supposedly happened or whatever. So, yeah. I I still don't, I still don't buy that story. I don't, I don't know. Because anybody that's close to the situation has 
said that that's like preposterous, like not even entertained it. So I, don't I mean, know. I, I just don't believe it just because Randy was so sickingly obsessed with Elizabeth that I can't imagine he'd be like, let me boink the well, boss's at daughter. That, at that time, he and the Elizabeth had been divorced because right before he left WWE, they had already been divorced and moved on. Yeah, they divorced by the like time 92. he was. Yeah, by the time he was in WWE, he left in '94. Yeah, yeah. But I still, like I said, I still don't believe it though. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, all in all, when it's all said and done, but I, I guess with these new allegations, are okay, he didn't come out on SmackDown and, and make a spectacle of himself again. Surprisingly. Surprisingly. But, you, heard what he, you heard the spec, about the SmackDown he did appear on right after it first came out? Did you guys hear about what he was saying backstage or whatever? Yeah, like, fuck oh, when all. he walked yeah, up, he said, fuck yeah, them all. Yeah, fuck them all, yeah. I mean, he has a tremendous set of, of TARS on him. I, I give him that. But he just, like, I don't know. At this point, though, I know he's not the CEO anymore. I know it's Stephanie. And it seems like it's probably going to be permanently Stephanie, which mm-hmm. really I, I think is probably going to be for the best. I mean, the guy is 76 at this point. But he still has his creative position. How much is enough for them to force him out of that role and and distance him from the company completely. I think um, we're getting there. I, yeah, I think in, in I, today I, I, in, I in think... 2022, I think with these new allegations where they weren't consensual, I think that's enough for them to to push him out or at least try to. Yeah, I think it's could possibly happen. Can Stephanie go to her dad and say, "Dad, you're fired." I mean, I'd, I'd pay to see that. <laughs> but really, at this point, at this point, it would be like the board and stuff, really, though, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, you would think so. Like, it would probably come to a vote, and then it would just be. So, all right, so let's fantasy book this for a second, okay? Vince McMahon okay, is Vince told. Fired. <laughs> oh Vince McMahon is told, Vince, I'm sorry, uh, you've done a lot, and you know, okay, real quick before we do that, I sidebar here. Do you think because Vince has always been a very forward thinker like he he thinks of things years ahead of time like streaming for instance like he had the vision for wwe network before before streaming was even something that that was even thought up of right so do you think that maybe part of the reason why he does not like anybody to thank him like in their hall of fame speeches and or like acknowledge him on TV and things like that because he knew something like this would eventually come back and bite him and that he didn't want his name to be negative. Like he didn't want to have to like scrub things from the network of people thinking they, he didn't want them to have to scrub things from the network of people thanking him or something like no. that. You because don't think they had the forethought for that? They shit all the time. Hell, they've been scrubbing Sasha well, Banks from everything. That's, that's Peacock, though. That's not that's not the network. Like, that's WWE Network. Well, no, they uh, their YouTube. They just posted a Paige Top 10 video uh, this past week. And they the when Paige returned and she was with Mandy Rose and uh, Sonya Deville, they interrupted a match that was between Sasha and Mickey James. Sasha's not shown at all. All you see is Mickey James on the ground and then them standing tall. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So they are Sasha from from everything. So they. I saw um, somebody posted that they actually, you know how like on Peacock you could have your own profile pics or whatever. Mm -hmm. And 
Sasha Banks was their profile pick, and he had a before and after, or or not not before and after, but he said it, it went back to like the, the the default Peacock or whatever, and he and they made a comment saying that Sasha Banks was my uh, profile pick, and man, they're really getting rid of her, mm-hmm. like yeah, like you can't even do that. Well, that's kind of though what what uh, TNT did though with MJF, where they're like, okay, let's take them off anything. I almost wonder if WWE did the same thing, like, okay, let's just remove them off of everything. I'm still not convinced <sighs> this isn't storyline until until I'm proven wrong. I'm still I'm still holding to this being a storyline. I don't know. Uh... It feels like a lot of effort for it to be a storyline at this point, because at least with MJF. It's sounding more and more like it's only a storyline because of the fact he was supposed to go after Punk and then Punk got injured. Yeah, but I also think that maybe this uh, McMahon thing overshadowed what was going on and kind of hurt the momentum a little bit, though, but, too. But they'd already stopped talking about it on TV before the McMahon thing. They Literally the week after it happened and then MJF had his pipe bomb, they dropped the tournament for the tag titles and they dropped talking bad about Sasha and Naomi on TV. And they haven't spoke about them since. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it. And but they still haven't released them, which is weird. I. I don't know. It's at least it's, not officially. Yeah. Not like publicly. But. Um. But yeah. I. I mean. I. Man. I. I don't know. It, okay. So let, let's fantasy book this on right. So let's say. Oh, let's one, say other, one other thing, real quick. Uh, someone else pointed out that I saw this past week. Both uh, Sasha and Naomi have removed WWE from their Twitters and changed to just professional wrestlers. Interesting. I heard that too. <laughs> okay. Um, it seems calculated that they both did it, but okay. Uh, so let's say Vince is let go, right? Let's say they tell him, look, you're no longer head of creative one. I feel like he would still somehow find a way to have a say in it one way or the other. Oh, he'd be like fucking texting, uh, yeah. Bruce Pritchard from his, from his shitter at home. He'd be fired yeah. or not fired. What the fuck are you doing, Bruce? So, so who takes over that role then? If it's not Vince, is it one person? Is it a multitude of people? Is it like maybe like three people? Or I, is it is it just one man or one woman that takes over that spot? Well, I, I mean, as far as like okay, like final say, I, I was I would think if Stephanie's the CEO, she has the final say. And creative, um, yeah, and which she's I mean she's been creative, she's been in that role plenty. I mean, she used to be head of creative. She was head of creative on SmackDown for years. Correct. Yeah. So I would, I, um, but then I think it's a collaboration of Triple H, Bruce Prichard, probably Paul Heyman, um, Michael Hayes, like kind of those people. You know, I mean, there's 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 a bunch of other people, but you know, and then just a collaboration with the agent and stuff, um, to the point where like I know Triple H is kind of like back to basically running NXT. Yeah. Um, but probably to a point where like he's running that, but like almost like Shawn Michaels is pretty much, I would say, hundred percent gonna still be in charge of NXT. Yeah. But but just like Shawn's gonna be like, hey, I need to run this by Hunter. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? Boom. So because obviously Triple H doesn't want to get probably too worked up, obviously with his health and stuff. Yeah. Now if he's fine to kind of get a little worked up cool but you know if he needs to take a step back he'll take a step back so 
I think it's going to be a collaboration of those people. I honestly think what they tried to do a couple of years ago, they were on to the right direction. I, I think if you put... If but you, you know put, who else? Sorry, real quick, but who else is Jeff Jarrett? Yeah, I know he's he he's got a role with the company. Well, so I mean, Jeff's role with the company right now is he is he is in charge of live events. So he yeah. he books, he sets up, he gets the venue. Like he he does everything for their like he books all the live arenas and all that for him. Like that's what he's in charge of. Um, now that could change, obviously. Yeah. But, and, he, and he's somebody he's he does have a great mind he's mm-hmm. ran a company before you know what i mean so like he's he's somebody good to have in there so i i think it's it's somewhere a collaboration of i i think those people I, I think what they tried well go ahead michael I'll, I'll say what i was gonna say here in a minute but what, what do you got what do you think about who should run it yeah who do you think um, it should be I feel like at this point you need to have like one person in charge of each brand and then they have to come like still have Stephanie. If Stephanie ends up being the CEO, assuming it doesn't go, you know, to, to Nick Khan, um, you have her be the be all end all, but you have one person in charge of each brand. And if they want to have like a team or whatever, which I would assume just be the team of writers, um, you go from there. Um, one thing I've heard is they need to overhaul the whole system they have going with the producers because apparently the producers that are like a constant because some of them like are contractual they like come and go um but the ones who are like there the whole time are feel like insanely overworked with the amount of hours they have to work because they're constantly having to redo everything um for basically vince's whim um so i feel like they'd probably first thing first have to overhaul that system just that way they have enough people to properly produce the show versus like having a team of, of I think it's like seven or eight people Could, trying to do everything. That's another thing I heard that not to chime in on yours comment mm-hmm. real quick, but the thing I heard was like, especially like say with SmackDown, like the last how many months it's basically like they'll have a script and then Vince just tears it up and then they have to like work around the clock. Like you said, to like come up with something else. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's been that's been the the knock on on Vince for a while. Like I like I said, I I think I think they had it right a couple of years ago with having Paul Heyman on one side, Eric Bischoff on the other. Everybody reports to to Vince for final say. But I would want to, I would honestly like to see Triple H in that role for final say. Like he, Triple H to me should be the one in charge of creative in WWE. I, I think I agree. He oh, has yeah. he has the yeah. mind for it. He has the work ethic for it. I mean, his his health would be the one concern that I would have if as long as that was under control. But <clears throat> and this is nothing against Stephanie. But if Stephanie's going to be the CEO, th- there's nothing saying that the CEO has to be the head of creative as well. Like the CEO being the CEO of a company, that's a that's a big enough hat to wear. Like you don't need to have that other hat. So isn't that isn't that what kind of like like Linda was always kind of like the CEO Correct. and then Vince was just the chairman. So that it'd probably be something like that's kind of where I was getting that with that. Like maybe where as far as like Stephanie would have a final say is like Triple H would go to her and say, okay, I need your approval on this. You know what I mean? But she would probably say to him, well, if it has to do with booking X versus Y, do what you think. You know what I mean? Like I trust you. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, I, 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 I totally agree. I don't know. I, I just think to me, it just seems like, you know, Stephanie, while she knows what she's doing in that role, I think, I think Triple H is definitely. The, he, he's the just, he's, a, he's just, he, he's a student. Of, he's a student of the game. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like he studied it not, not since back to the seventies or even the sixties. Like he's obviously studied it back to like the fifties and forties. You know what I mean? Like he knows. Like he's like he is a historian himself. So, well, and and, yeah. let, and and let me propose this to you as well. Yes, and, I will do it. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> in, in a Vince McMahonless WWE with Triple H in charge, doesn't that open the door for an Adam Cole or Baby. a Killer Cross or? You know, some of these NXT guys or, you know, these guys that were released when Triple H wasn't around, doesn't that maybe, or even like an FTR, doesn't that maybe I open would... the door for a possible return from yeah, some of these there, guys? If, if there was one person, I would say it would be Adam Cole because this, especially Adam Cole, like, he made comments the other day talking about how he's still constantly in contact with Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Like, for advice, just to talk whatever like he's on like such good terms with those two guys because you know how much they helped him develop even more so like i I could definitely yeah i think the whole at if it was you know a triple h thing adam cole would still be there and he would be a top guy Mm -hmm. because and even if Shawn michaels too because obviously like i'm sure Shawn michaels sees something he sees a little bit of him in Adam Cole. Maybe not like the attitude, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the old Shawn Michaels, but he sees the ability. He just sees, you know what I mean? Like they could develop him more and more. Like Adam Cole's okay on the mic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think they could t- take him like even to more of a next level. So if there was one person, I would say Adam Cole. Oh, yeah. And, and I 100% agree with the whole fact that I think Shawn sees, you know, himself and adam cole because adam cole does have you know he's able to elevate anyone he's in the ring with and make a good match he's able to sell with just his facial expressions and all the things that you know like sean was able to do in his career on top of just being you know ridiculously charismatic like all that adam cole has yeah he was one the one him and what aj were were the guys that was it him, AJ, maybe even Finn? Like mm-hmm. when they had that whole thing in Saudi when people were stuck, and mm-hmm. or especially Adam Cole, they said, "Hey, we need you," and he fucking worked his ass off mm-hmm. in like five star matches to fill in. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like they, it was he, the best SmackDown ever. Yeah, and like I don't care about like size or oh my god, look at his body, this and that. Like he has the fucking work ethic to be the top guy. And we've all said that forever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if there's one person that they could woo away, it would be him. I'll say this right now: if 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 they give Vince the boot, and it is a situation where Triple H is in some sort of like creative control power, um, one of two things will happen: either a, there's a chance they'll work with AEW mm-hmm. and create a relationship with them, or b it will be the end of AEW because a lot of those guys who left to go to the grass is greener because they didn't want to, you know, do some stupid fucking gimmick um, that 
you know Vince or whoever wanted him to do will come back and they'll bring their friends. Yeah, that 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 could very well be the case. I mean, I could see a world where Moxley would come back. Um, yeah. you know, I I it definitely would be an interesting thing to see if you don't have Vince and you don't have that master creator, but you have a guy that can take that. I think that's what, what triple H does so well. And what he did so well with NXT is he took the pieces that he had on the board and put them in a position to be successful. He didn't create something brand new with them. He took what they were already doing and put them in. And and even in some cases, even put them in different situations to be more entertaining and, and kind of let them sink and swim and created stars that way. Like, I, I feel like that's, that's kind of what the WWE used to do, but more, more so where they would just, you know, they would ignore what they, people had done previously and just give them this, this chance and say, Hey, yeah. go, go do something where, where triple H was able to take, take what people did before, put them in a position of strength and then, and then still put them in situations that, that gave them that opportunity to sink or swim. And and you, know, you saw the cream rise to the top, and you saw these stars get made, and unfortunately most of them are gone now. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So. And, and, and the X factor is Paul Heyman, too. Yeah. Because Paul Heyman has matured to the where, like, you know, in the past when he was doing creative or writing and this and that, like, he was still, I think, on a hangover of ECW, mm-hmm. and especially with ECW trying to be recreated, and they had that falling out. But he has, even at his age, matured to where he knows his role, to where he he just he's just probably the, the most brilliant mind. Let's face it, he probably is the most brilliant mind there is in wrestling right now. So, and you know he has his hands on a lot of matches not just Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar's matches so to a point where he gets amplified as far as like if, if Triple H is head of creative like Paul Heyman's like 1A you know what I mean just yeah. because as far as his ability to almost like it's almost like you know like a producer like Michael Hayes is such a good producer say what you will about the guy, but he's a good producer as far as matchmaking. That's what was always so good about Arn Anderson, too. But, like, Paul Heyman in that role, too. So, I don't know. I mean, as long as they, uh, I don't know. I was watching Raw tonight, and I guess uh, Tommaso Ciampa is just called Ciampa now. I don't yeah. know if you guys knew that. Yeah, he's okay. Sure. He's been that way for a while. Is it? Okay. He's, he's, he's the Miz's second right now, which, you know, that's that could be, that could be a good thing or a bad thing, because the history of people that have latched on to Miz hasn't necessarily been the greatest. Uh, Sandow. Uh, the Miz Taraj. The Miz I mean, Maurice, uh, that worked out, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, and, and speaking of like Paul Heyman too, and, and Roman Reigns for a second, man, like the presence that Roman had kicking off SmackDown just absolutely like i i don't know like i i happened to watch the watch the beginning of smackdown and when he just came out to open the show had his arms out wide walking down the aisle like just not a care in the world and he gets on the microphone and cuts this promo where do he's funny 
He's entertaining. He just seems so relaxed and so chill. Like, literally has everybody, you know, hanging on every word, whether they're booing it or cheering it. You know, when he starts asking Paul what's wrong, like, that shit was just cracking me up. Go ahead, Kev. I'm sorry, but, like, did you guys see the clip of, in be- like, during the commercial break on SmackDown? With Theory? So, no, so it was, so the bloodline was in the ring, and I guess they went to a commercial break. Okay. B- before they talked or whatever, and somebody took a video, and they said, just look at Roman Reigns during a commercial break, and he's just walking around, he paces around the ring. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't act, he acts like it's still going on. You know what I mean? Like, always, like, in the moment type yeah. thing. And it was just like, like an awesome, like powerful thing to see. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, it was a very impressive sight too, with, with seeing all the championships, you know, he's wearing the WWE championship around his waist. Paul's carrying the universal, uh, but then the Usos with their, with their title belts on and just, man, it just, I don't know. It, it just seemed like a game changer. Like it elevated SmackDown right from the beginning it kind of fell off after that, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's there's some there's some good stuff on SmackDown right now. The shady... well, we talked about the the, the, Gun- the Gunther Shinsuke stuff. Yes, should should be some good shit. Yeah, especially if especially if we get like a strong style match. Oh like, my god! You know what I mean? Like Walter fucking slapping the shit out of him, and you know knees to faces for Shinsuke. You know what I mean? Like work all of it. Yeah, yeah we're working working the style he like works like we can get that match like like triple h book that match please yeah <laughs> like be the creative on that match yeah i i definitely agree with you there wholeheartedly i mean that, that that's something finally that maybe finally maybe we'll get an eric Connell title match on a pay-per-view <laughs> yes <laughs> it's been like two years it has been a while also, have we talked about the fact that shinsuke is now wearing tights instead of his pants yeah he has been for a while now I know, but I don't know if we've mentioned it. Oh, the time. No, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't realize. I thought maybe. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he got rid of like the onesie look and went back to like just just what? the pants. But no, he was wearing tights. No, he got rid. Yeah, he got rid of the the pants a while ago. He's ever since he got rid of he, for a brief time, like like I want to say like a month, he got rid of the top part of his jumpsuit, and then now he's just wearing like tights and kick pads like he did in New Japan. Huh. I did not realize nice. that. All right. Um. So that that segment was kind of cool, and I I love the R Truth and Gunther segment. I, I was watching it with my daughter Lily, and she was like, "Isn't that like like a Nazi beating up an American? Like he's not a Nazi." Oh, no. he's, I was like, "He's not a Nazi. Oh, he's German." She's like, "Yeah, but he's like, but weren't Germans Nazis?" I was like, "Not all of them." <laughs> I didn't. Oh, even, I, it didn't hit me until now, but oh my god, yeah, because he is kind of like very like military ass yes and he is yeah he does basically murder people with those chops so like he kind of is like a Nazi and having the, having kaiser as his second like introducing him and and yeah. even taking it a step further did you guys see where he like chopped the shit out of kaiser for losing his match yes. oh yeah shinsuke like yeah. wow that was uh that was interesting that was uh that was a different route to take those characters i thought that was i thought that was interesting Just, yeah Big ups to Gunther, man. That dude's in fucking phenomenal shape. Yep, he is. He is. He's he's completely changed his body. And he's even kind of gotten thicker a little bit now, too. Like, he seems like he's putting more muscle mass on. So he's getting back to having that more intimidating frame by, while still being in shape, though. So, 
I mean, he's. I, I think soon he'll he'll be. I mean, I I don't know. I still feel the guy. I, I still find the guy intimidating as hell. And even Bartel, like if you look at um, Kaiser, who was what Marcel Bartel in NXT. If you look at him and the transformation he's gone through, his body's changed a lot too from when he was first in NXT as a part of uh, what was it, Imperium. Mm-hmm. I do miss Imperium though. Yeah, Imperium was a cool faction. I mean, yeah, it, especially it, if they're all they're matching fucking like black yeah. and white uh, zip ups. And yeah, the, the, fancy the, like, like conductor's coat. I the think, music and I think COVID kind of killed that. This, yeah, the synth, the sympathy music. Mm-hmm. Now I will say that I'm a fan of the the change in the Viking Raiders, but I'm really getting tired of them trying to call them the new vicious Viking Raiders. Yeah, it's very annoying. Yeah, it it takes me out of it a little bit. Like, why why do we have to refer to them as that? Why can't they still be the Viking Raiders and have this new because vicious side? It has side? to be new and refreshing, Jason. Yeah. If it's not new, it's not gonna get over. God damn it! Yeah, <laughs> no one wants some old shit they didn't cheer for before. Well, we're not cheering for them. They're heels. They're fucking everybody up. Doesn't matter, Jason. They still fucking cheer. <laughs> Bunch of fucking marks. You're a heel. Uh, Fuck them all. The only other thing coming out of SmackDown was it looks like um, there's going to be another Usos and Street Profits, but they're going to do a special guest referee. Any thoughts of who that might be? I'm going to say it's uh, the the younger Uso. Solo Sokoa? Yep. There's rumors <laughs> that he's getting called up and there's speculation of if he'll be with the bloodline or if he's gonna be by himself interesting okay yeah they would have to change his name if he was if he was uh with the uh, bloodline necessarily because roman doesn't go by roman uso but the whole idea of him being solo sequoia is that he's solo he's one man like he's a he like he's by himself solo is uno singular but, but so, so hear me out though how you can you be solo but be part of a group you, you, you keep the name and it's group. all just a very long play to have roman put him over for the title and it'd be like he gets tired of all the bullshit and he's like no i'm gonna do this fucking solo and he takes roman down you're gonna take a kid that is in nxt that's maybe only had 15 matches in his entire life and you're booking him to finally end Roman Reigns' streak? I think we're doing it tomorrow. I'm talking like, <laughs> you know, next WrestleMania we have Rock, and then the following WrestleMania we have... He's going to hold the title for three years without losing it. <laughs> yeah, he is. Almost four. <laughs> yeah. Really? He's, yeah. He's, he's, he, they're, they're, they're saying, fuck Bruno San Martino. Roman Reigns is going to be our longest reigning champion ever. I mean, yeah, that's what it seems like. Okay. Fuck the past, Jason. Fuck it in the well, ass. It, well, he's and then paid a million dollars to shut up. If he gets if he gets over four years, he'll have beaten Hogan. And then I think Bruno was like seven years though. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, I I'd say they probably want him to beat Hogan. I don't know if they want him to beat Bruno, but I'm honestly surprised they don't have Cena come back and win a seventeenth championship so they can get that get that off of Ric Flair. Yeah, but Cena I thought said he didn't want to. Yeah, I don't think he does, but because Cena, well, not Man, because plus, he doesn't want to plus, be champion anymore, but I think he he didn't want to take that from you know Flair. He had yeah, but then that. but Flair's gonna be like, no, it's actually twenty two because it is technically like twenty two times. Yeah, it just there's. Like, I mean, it, by that logic, is... I mean half the twenty four seven champions have beat him. Yeah, <laughs> hell, fucking our truth's I mean, the longest, the most championships of anyone. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I mean. 
Jerry Lawler won the Memphis heavyweight title like n- no shit like 47 times. So yeah, but the Memphis heavyweight title I, was never really regarded know, as the, one of the, the world. true world championships. I'm surprised that but they if even you actually, found but the, WA. But the funny thing is, if you, if you do look at Flair, like he technically was a 22 time. They just, there's like, there are like six reigns that aren't recognized. So yeah, because they were just kind he of would, like, he would um, lose the title for one night finishes. in a territory and then win it back the next night when he left. Yeah. Just, just so he, just so he wouldn't get killed. Yeah. <laughs> like Puerto Rico. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, there wasn't really a lot to happen on rampage. Rampage was kind of a, a blah show, honestly. Um, and then, uh, oh yeah, the the other one big news, uh, Soraya is now a thing. Paige is no more. Uh, Paige's WWE contract has expired, so she is no longer Paige. She's going by her given name, and there's a lot of rumor that she could end up in all elite wrestling. Well, how do you guys feel about that? I mean, I'd love it. I'd be very sad because, you know, we wouldn't get that fucking, like, hawk screech at the beginning of her entrance music. Mm Because I feel like that's just, especially when she'd make returns, you just hear that, oh, fucking mm, perfect. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Like, it it definitely, she had her own sound that, Mm -hmm. you know. And that song in general was badass. It was. was Yeah. mm -hmm. So unless she somehow has uh, rights so, to that song and can take it with her, a la Cody or something uh, like that, but I, I mean, it. it's it's possible she's willing to pay for it because I know WWE is no longer paying the licensing rights for a lot of those songs because those were all done through CFO. Yeah. So um, once they ended their uh, relationship with CFO, a lot of those they weren't able to use anymore. They just let Adam Cole keep Undisputed Era because you know it was so iconic, and they I guess convinced them to pay for it. Mm-hmm. What were we saying, Kev? Somebody, somebody was selling a replica NXT women's title online <laughs> on one of these like Facebook pages, and they listed it as Page NXT Women's Championship for sale. And you can only imagine the comments. Oh, oh god! <laughs> oh god! The fact that they, like like they didn't they didn't have to say Page. They just said because said hey NXT you know first version replica bell for sale but they listed it as page so somebody said why is it the page nxt women's championship hmm why is it clean is it cleaned up is it cleaned up is it cleaned (laughs) is there still dna on it (laughs) can i clone um brad maddox if i buy this i mean i feel like i feel like tay and Guevara have almost made this i think somebody said Where'd he go? What'd he say? I think somebody said, uh, uh I think somebody said, uh, that, 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 uh, mobile studio isn't working too well right now. Yep. You're cutting out a little bit there, Kevin. No. And also, Maybe as far as your, your mention of, of, of Tay and Sammy, until we see a fucking cum shot on the belt, it's not the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to see that again, but hope, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, that's on that note, that's really all I got for today. We managed to somehow stretch an hour out of basically nothing. So that's got, what she said. You guys have anything about yeah. anything else before we close this up? 
uh, um, stay tuned next week. I will be on camera to debut my gimmick minute live and worldwide championship. Oh, also one SummerSlam, so I, I can prepare for my rematch. Your rematch. Yeah, he got a no, fucking on that rematch I... when he didn't fucking do anything to deserve it. Hell, he got two of them. Yeah, I, I think he, he, won, he won the right match. to have that. No, he didn't, because the first one he got was uh, because uh, it was a tie, which means I win by default because I retain the no, title. No, I beat I, I, I beat, J, I beat, J, I beat Jason in the uh, um yeah he in beat, the AEW pay per view. Yeah, he beat me in the Forbidden Door. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm talking about at WrestleMania, we tied. So then he got a rematch, which turned into the uh, what you call it battle. And yeah. then you didn't record, so then I should have won by default again. So then he got a rematch the following week, where he got to change his fucking thing and try to steal half of my material, and still lost. And then he had to earn. Well, maybe, 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 I, maybe I won't have a new title. Maybe I'll wait for my uh, title I sent you to come back before I defend it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, jokes on you. He's moving back to Ohio, so he can just bring it with him. <laughs> That, that was the joke, Jason. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, yeah, I know. Oh, you already he's, knew that. He's in. He he has access to mods chat. Oh, uh, okay. He's in on it. You know, yeah, he has to be a mod to have gimmick chat too. I forgot because he never he never posts or like says anything in there, so I never. I mean, he barely well, responds no to gimmick chat. What do you expect? All right, so yeah, so just so you know, SummerSlam is July thirtieth, so it's the end of the month. Okay, which so is early cool. for SummerSlam. SummerSlam is almost always in August. <laughs> right. That I thought that was weird too because they have two in the same month. Because uh, so. I, I think the I think the reason honestly if I if I had to guess is that because it's being held in Nissan Stadium which is the home of the Tennessee Titans they start playing preseason football games in August so my guess is that they if they wanted to have it there they had to do it before the preseason games start because they needed time oh, to get probably, the field yeah. back in, in shape before before they play football games yeah. on it would be my guess yeah I think I think because the following week is like first games of preseason, I think, mm -hmm. or on following weekend or something like that. So, yeah, so that's my guess as to why. But all right, anything else before we wrap up? Uh, don't give a blowjob unless you uh, are doing it for a million dollars. Yeah, I mean, I don't want my you, wife, I don't, you, I don't you, want my wife to hear that. How about we not put that out there? <laughs> I mean, you it's either you buy WCW or you get a blowjob, so. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, mean, are we talking, like, when he bought WCW, or are we talking, like, WCW Prime? Because that's, that's two different companies. Yeah, that's, like, three like, WCWs. Yeah. Like, if I'm, if, I'm, if I'm buying WCW when, you know, there's 300 members in NWO, and uh, then no thank you. But if I'm buying it, like, at its peak... Maybe I, maybe I won't get that blowjob. <laughs> All right. On that note, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. As always, you can let us know by tweeting us at LiveYourGimmick. You can also um, you know, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, listen every week, share us with your friends. Let, us, let them know they can find us on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, CastBox, Spotify, and uh, Google Podcast, and more. And then uh, Michael, he does some stuff on the side where he talks about toys. What, what do you got coming up on Modern Toy Fair, sir? Oh, man, I went from that, like, beautiful fucking representation of it last week to then back to normal. Uh, so I mean, I still call it by name. 
Did you? Yeah, I still called oh. it by name. You you started interrupting just... me with, with Sorry, shitting it just... on it before you let me finish. It was what so happened. lackluster leading into it versus last week you were like, go check out Michael on Modern Toy Fair. What do you got going on this week? So that's what I, was... I don't even think yeah. I was What do you got that... going on this week, buddy? I don't How think I was doing? that right. enthusiastic about it. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, go go check out youtube.com forward slash Modern Toy Fair. We've got our weekly podcasts. Uh, we've got top 10 videos. We've got Smasher Pass. We're going to have a Woker Nope show coming soon. Um, we've got some reviews. We've got our weekly purchases. Uh, Speaking of working purchases, head over to twitch.tv forward slash modern toy fair every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern time, where we go over our weekly toy hauls. And check us out Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at modern toy fair. Uh, check out uh, tpog.com, search modern toy fair, or gimmick minute for shirts with our logos on it, along with a bunch of other designs that I have up on there. And and also featured on Modern Toy Fair is Jordan Grace's number one fan, Jamar underscore games. So you can <laughs> check him out on that show as well. So. All right. Uh, with that being said, I know Kevin doesn't have anything, so we'll go ahead and wrap Damn. this up. <laughs> I just witnessed a murder. Uh, for Michael yeah, and Kevin. I got, I, I got something for you. You just can't see it right now. <laughs> it's his wiener. <laughs> for Michael, Kevin, and his wiener, I'm Jason, reminding you smarts out there to be a fan and always live your gimmick. Goodbye, everybody. I still can't believe he was sending those dick pics on an iPhone 1. iPhone <laughs> 1. Those pixelated grapefruits. <laughs>